What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 208 of your favorite podcast, the Grand Podcast. I am real Justin Haley alongside my co-host Brandon Long. And today we're gonna to talk to you about shit that matters. I think you guys are gonna like this episode a ton. As always, Grow or Die Podcast brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Use code Mahaley at checkout to support your boy. Please leave us a five-star rate and review. Share us with your friends. Share us on Instagram. Tag us in it. You're going to love this episode. I can't wait to chat with you guys. I'll see you inside. All right, you guys. Today, we are coming to you with a shit ton of allergies. <laughs> How you feeling? <laughs> Better than yesterday. Yeah. Oh, man. Yesterday was a rough day. Yesterday was real hard. You were leaving your house to go to the gym, right? And you, like, turned around to go back. Yeah, like, I was walking this. to my truck, and yeah. I could not see in front of me because of how bad my eyes were watering. Yeah. I'm like, I am in no condition to drive right now. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. So I went back inside and it wasn't for seven more hours. So I was like, okay to drive and go train. Isn't that wild? It just like, it just like hits out of no. So before I moved here, I never had allergies. Same. Yeah. Yeah. The cedar. Yeah. A hundred percent. Everything. In Arizona, it's just so fucking dry. Yeah. So, I mean, but you know, I never had anything back in Ohio. Peyton had allergies. And down here, Peyton hardly has any allergies. He has really? nothing. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, like I guess, like that's a that's a pretty fine trade off for me. Like I took him from my dog because he doesn't. Understand Did you have to give him medicine? On. Yeah, yeah. Back in Ohio, he was on medicine for it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So I took his allergies. I'm super cool with that. Would you give him Claritin? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there were a few times he had to use Benadryl. Really? Uh, I know you said you were using some Benadryl uh-huh. last night. Yep. Um, I'm not sure if, if this is effective. Somebody who's far smarter than me that listens to my dumbass talk in the podcast might know, but I started last night. I took two Allegra. Hmm. Uh, yesterday I took two Allegra because I took one and nothing happened. Like, nothing not, happened. It got worse. Yeah, yeah. honestly, yeah. it got worse. So then I was like, dude, fuck it. Like, let me just take another one. And when I took two... Oh, man, it was way fucking better. Like, things cleared up. I slept, you know, all that stuff. I stopped sniffling as much. No stop running. So today, I took two again. I just took my two a little bit ago. Uh. So I'm hoping that, like, maybe for, you know, me or us, like I talked about in that voicemail I sent you earlier, yeah. like, fuck, I don't know, maybe we just need to take more. Double up. Yeah, dude, like, like what, what's I, the I, worst I that can happen? I tripled up. I took, a, I took Allegra. Even better. I took... Zyrtec, yep. I took the Benadryl, <laughs> I did the nasal flow, I did the the pump thing, whatever yep. that thing's called in your nose. What's yep. it called again? I don't know. Where I just where you just squeeze it in your nose and it just comes out the other side. Does it work? It worked to an extent. I like I felt like my nose was just swollen. Yeah. So I mean it can't just like bring the swelling down. Yeah. So I didn't have like a ton of mucus. It was just like I couldn't breathe. So I was thinking about that swollen thing last night. You, you know what a neti pot is? That's, that's what that's what it was. Start. That's what yeah, I did. Yeah, the neti pot. That's what I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, so I've used that before. Oh, okay. It's disgusting. It's absolutely <laughs> disgusting. But what I'm thinking is like, all right, so if if we're having some sinus stuff going on, our sinuses are going to be inflamed. And, dude, you can just tell when they're inflamed. It feels like it's pulling your eyeballs down. Uh-huh. Like your eyelids are like drooping. Yeah. Oh, you can see horrible. it's like white underneath my eyelids. And it's like yeah. just puffy. Yeah, it's awful. Uh-huh. So I was thinking, like, let's come up with a solution um, that, like, you use for a neti pot that will, like, uh, like have some things that will calm down with the irritation. Mm. Like, I don't know, maybe turmeric might help a little bit. Yeah. Right? Can't fucking hurt. Yeah. Yeah, can't, mm-hmm. can't, can't fucking hurt, right? Yeah. Um, like, and we'll use this, and, you know, we'll have something in there that can, like, 
you know, help with the fluid, you know, getting out the other side. You're talking about creating it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, creating it. Okay. And this would be used to everyone that has allergies. So, like, there's turmeric inside of, like, the fluid that you pump? Yeah, like some aloe vera. Mm. Aloe vera is fantastic for inflammation and for um, skin stuff, which, uh, you know, inside your nose, there's, there's, um, um, you know, it it could be very beneficial, in my opinion. Yeah, the thing with the... You mix all this solution together. The thing with the neti pot is that you got to... Like you said, it was disgusting. It was gross. Pretty gross. But you do it in the shower, it's hard to tell what's going on because there's just so much water running anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. So you just, that's one of the key ingredients is to make sure that you're not... make sure you're doing it in the shower. (laughs) You're not grossing yourself out, you know, and doing it. If you do it in the sink and you're seeing what's going on... Yeah. You're probably going to stop. A little nasty. Yeah, you're probably going to stop just because, like, you you get grossed out. Yeah, I don't want to see that shit come out. No, no way. Nobody so does. if, if uh, any of you guys have some solutions, this is uh, my billion-dollar idea. Yep. None of you go fucking steal it. If, if I see this shit <laughs> hit the market, I know that you got it from the grower I pie. I'm coming after you, motherfucker. What's, what's the name? What's the headline? Um, let's see. Oh, man. I, I think something, th- I something, think... something nasty, like snot be gone. <laughs> something, sim- something simple. Like, yeah. like It's just funny. Like, I mean, just make it stop. If you just called it, make it stop. Yeah, make it stop. <laughs> Save me from this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so none, none of you guys fucking steal this idea. It's going to happen, all right? And make a podcast about it when it launches. Wait, before, so. we, before we get into it, um, yeah. how's your bracket looking so far? Let me uh, let me pull up the current updated scores. Here, he said it's your lost so, game. <laughs> so here's the thing with me. Let's see. Um, oh, Boise State's mounting a comeback. Oh, that's great on Memphis right now. I definitely picked Boise State in that just because Memphis's coach has zero emotional. Control I picked Boise over, State as well. Yeah, over over. Um, you know what happens in the mm-hmm. game. He's he's got a long ways to go. I think I think they can figure it out. But um, Memphis is up by eight. So that's you know that's what it, it is. What it is. So I definitely picked Providence. I definitely did not pick Michigan because I would just never pick Michigan to win in anything under any circumstance. I don't really care who they're playing. So I lost that game. (laughs) And then I was sitting next to Colorado State's coach's um, friend. I know it was a lot. Colorado State's coach's friend. On the plane. On the the plane out out to Vegas. So I was rolling with uh, the Rams. I think they're called the Rams. Um, They didn't. They came up short for me. Um but if boy, so I have one loss so far. But if Boise State came out to come back, it's only five minutes left. They're only down seven, five minutes left. Uh, you know, I would only have one loss still. But uh, yeah, if Michigan goes on any kind of run, it's already busted. Um, they're not going to though, because I've no faith in that school being capable of achieving much of. Wow! Wait, hold on. Time out. Baylor's beating the brakes off Norfolk State, which everyone saw that coming. But yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's cool. March Madness coming up. Who'd you pick to win? Who'd you pick to win in your bracket? Oh man, I might be biased a little bit, but I picked Arizona. That's right. It's a that, very good I mean, pick. yeah, it's, very good it's pick. a solid pick. Man. Yeah, they um, they play some really good basketball. They do play some good basketball. Their offense is fucking good. Their defense is great. Transition defense and offense are both really good. Yeah, they can score a lot of points really fast. Yeah, they can. They can, and they have experience too. My my gut from the beginning of this year has been Gonzaga. Um, I remember I had Gonzaga and Baylor. I was like, it just seems like those two teams are so, and, and they were there last year. Right. Like these two teams have so much 
from every perspective, not just the player's perspective, from the coaching perspective, mm -hmm. the, the um, you know, they, they both have, you know, freshmen who are going to be top picks. Right. They've both just litter with NBA talent. They have the you know resources within their whole basketball program to, you know, really get on the fast track mm -hmm. to that point. Um, but there's a team and this isn't my internal bias speaking all I promise. There's a team like Duke and some others out there that like the talent they have is like, man, how you not make a run? Iowa. Iowa, Iowa's another one. They uh -huh. could make a huge run. Uh -huh. They could. UCLA. They play such good ball. UCLA was the other team. UCLA and Duke. It's like if those two were in the national title, no one should be surprised. Because mm -hmm. they've got you know just as much, if not more, talent than everyone. Right. I mean, Duke's got three guys who are going to be NBA starters next year. That's what's year. cool about the about March Madness. It's just about who shows up. Literally. Yeah, it yeah, is. yeah, and when you get to you know like the Sweet Sixteen, it's almost like yeah, there's teams that are better, but like yeah. anybody can beat anybody. anyone. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. everyone you only have that one game. Very there's, there's not the there's no on. other there's no other tournament there's no other. Oh, March uh, Madness is the coolest playoff. Oh, hundred percent sports period because it happens so fast, so fast. It's turnaround, turnaround. Yeah. you're playing every two days, every yeah. three days. There's people talking like, oh, you know, like it'd, it'd be nice if there weren't sixty four teams. It's like what? No, it would not be right. Like they just expanded to sixty eight because they have those play in games. Like that's doper. That's even yep. better. Yep. Like I don't think it needs. I don't think it needs expanded. Every round is just touch. getting cut in half, dude. dude. It's like it's so fast. And the, and you know we finally had a sixteen beat a one a couple years ago. That was I was on a plane. Oh well, we fucking UCLA went to the final four as a playing team. Yeah, wasn't that nasty? That was last year. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That was bonkers. Yeah. So so it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be really good. Um, we say only down six now. Good mounting, news. Mounting a little comeback. We'll good check news. it here in a little bit. Uh, but today's podcast is kind of inspired by um, what my Instagram post was on yesterday about um, the, what I noticed in the Q&A. And um, a quick synopsis for those of you who might have missed it. Something I noticed in my Q&A is there's a lot of this doesn't matter questions that pop up, right? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that it's a bad question or anything. I'm like, it's just that this question for this person is not applicable whatsoever to where they're at. Um, and this is these, a majority of these questions. And I would say like 95% are asked by two groups of people. Number one, bikini competitors or number two guys who are just small, um, like who aren't at that point of like splitting hairs within, um, like why this exercise over that exercise or this food source over that for the source. 1% really is not going to make a huge difference. Yeah, It's not right going to make a difference at all. You need to focus on that 90%. Yeah. Not to say that it won't eventually, but yeah. right now it's, it's not your meat and potatoes. Yeah. You need, these people are kind of people that need to be focusing on, you know, like you said before the podcast, are you getting your eight hours of sleep? Um, are you hitting your food and not missing meals? Um, are you overloading in the gym with, you know, your connection on also the loads? Um, you know, are you just like doing your job? Water intake, stress management, like oh, yeah. the basic stuff before All you can like get to the things that actually like those, those 1% things that will make a difference. Once you nail yeah. the first 90%, now we can start playing with the other 1% things that might can fall into place. Exactly. And this happens much faster for women than it does men, you know, for men, you want to be a bodybuilder, you're signing up for a very long process. Even if it happens really fast for you, it's going to be like three or four years. For me, me example, for example. Yeah, yeah. For yep. you, it's happened really fast. Right. You know, for me to get where I'm at currently has been eight years in the making. Mm -hmm. Like, it's that that's not a short time, you know, whatsoever. It's a lot of your life being dedicated to it. Whereas I've taken women multiple times from, I don't even know how to fucking barbell back squat to, you know, a first 
call out on the national stage in bikini within a year. Yep. Um, or an overall championship within a year. Uh-huh. Um, so it happens much faster. Women just accrue mass um, faster uh, than men do for their frames. Yeah, and it's not like as demanding. You don't have yeah. to have a ton of tissue no. for a lot of the, the categories. Now, over a year, a man's going to accrue <coughs> more tissue than a female. But a, a man's frame and then the division criteria just needs so much more. Right. Like, even men's physique. Like, you see Sadiq uh, Hadzovic. Dude, had, they're getting Hadzovic huge. As uh, coming back. He's competing in, like, 10 weeks. They're huge. He's yacked. Yeah. Like, their upper bodies are very similar to high high national level. Hendrickson's not a small there. guy. No, he's big. He's massive, and yeah. he has, he's has he got a f- complete frame, too. Yeah, most oh. of those guys could do classic. Uh-huh. They have complete frames. Yeah. You see them without their board shorts on, they're, they're massive yeah. legs. They've got great development on their lower body. It's really impressive. Yep. And, and, you know, it just takes longer for guys to get to that level, mm-hmm. right? There's also only so much you can push, um, you know, which is another, you know, variable here. But... Let's talk about some shit that matters. And the number one on my list is a stimulus within your training. You can send, so I, I, I tell my athletes, I, I, I program their training and I send it out to them and you know, this is what we're going to do, right? You can swap any of these movements for something of the like intent. For example, if I have dumbbell fucking uh, chest press, all right, dumbbell chest press. But you connect with a Smith machine chest press better or a plate loaded machine chest press better. You connect with something better. Swap it. Yeah. Perfectly fine. That keep this method the same. Swap it. I care about what you're feeling in the gym, and I can't feel for you. Right. Only you can feel that for you. Yeah. So, what allows you to accrue the maximum stimulus? So, my issue with this: everyone and their mom has a coach nowadays. It's a smart route to take. Absolutely. Like having a coach, if if you don't have a coach, you are reaching your goals much slower and less optimally. If at than, all. Than, yeah, if at all, than, than what you could or should be doing. I'm not saying this because I am a coach. I'm, this doesn't benefit me whatsoever. Uh-huh. I'm saying if you're serious about this, like like every, um, every quarterback, right, every elite college quarterback, they don't just have their college football coach Mm-mm. in the off season. They're working with these QB gurus who are helping them out personal or their trainers. And yeah. Their personal it. trainers, their nutritionists, or they're meeting with NFL quarterbacks who, who they've been linked up with. Yep. They're meeting with each other. They're spitballing. Like they don't just sit there with their one college coach or have no coach, you know, for a majority of the year, because in, in college, you can't spend much time with the athlete. Yep. They have coaches outside of their coaches. Mm-hmm. Now, in, in bodybuilding and fitness, like, you want to reach a goal. There's, like, this accountability that comes with it. But people hire coaches and just stop thinking. Right. That's the start of your thinking. Your thinking needs to collaborate with the coach's plan and protocol to yield a positive outcome and a positive net every single week or every two weeks or whatever, however often you check in with your coach. It needs to yield a positive outcome. But you have to think. You have to feel and it's little shit. Right? I was going like, to say, it's not, it's not our job to, to figure out what um, stimulates the chest the most for you. Like, no, no, they, we're giving you, like, like, yes, this is the barbell. Say you're doing barbell bench. Yeah. You, you're not getting any, any stimulus from it. You're fucking feeling your delts on fire, your triceps or whatever. You coming and saying, like, hey, um, I'm not getting anything out of this. Okay, that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. But, like, now we need to figure out what is. Exactly. So, like, now it's on you to figure out, like, what what is around the same movement that yeah. you're going to get much more benefit from. That's, that's honestly like 
that's what's going to teach you how to train. Exactly. It's not, it's not going to be like, oh, just do this, do this, follow, follow, follow. Like there's, there's an aspect of it where you need to learn too. Absolutely. Like you need to figure out how to, how to adjust on the fly as well. Yeah. Cause that shit might be taken too. You might get really good engagement on, on a dumbbell press. Yeah. Right. But that shit's taken. You yeah. know, you're, you're at a busy gym. It's been taken for, you know, 20, 30 minutes or whatever. Yeah. You, you got to go hop over to a fucking cable and see if you can yeah. get a cable press yeah. and, and get, you know, sort of the sim, the same stimulus, if not better. Yeah. So and I, so and and that's a really good point that's been really cool to uh, that I've noticed in my training the last year is now everything that I do I can correlate stimulus stimuli mm-hmm. so on anything that I do relating to chest because so so the bare essence and the bare bones of training is you want to get the target muscle in a fully stretched and a fully contracted position like. You guys have probably all seen me talk about hamster calves, um, you know, my Instagram story at this point or something I talk to my athletes about when training chest, um, when you're pressing forearm needs to touch your bicep at the bottom and then your elbow locks out at the top. Um, when you're training biceps, like full extension at the bottom, then forearm touches bicep, um, training triceps, forearm touches bicep, like full range of motion on these things, a full stretch, a full contraction. This is really simple stuff, right? Those are the things that never change. They never change. It does doesn't matter what body part you're tra- it does not matter what you're doing there's no yeah you put exactly. your body into a full stretch and a full contraction you don't <coughs> allow your torso to move and rock around you have your head locked in your neck locked in your body locked in and you just work that target muscle until it can't work anymore mm-hmm. it's really really simple stuff right what's been cool in my training over the last year or so is i'm able to correlate this and translate this this um contraction and the loaded stretch into almost every lift that I do. Um, and it's a rewarding place to be, but it's, like I just said, like I've been working at this for a long time. It's taken me a long time to get to this place. Mm-hmm. But like Brandon alluded to, you guys need to be consistently practicing more stimuli, more contraction, better stretch, more control within the target muscle. I Training is an internal mechanism, but people don't view it as such people view it as this external thing of i I need to move this weight Mm -hmm. it's not about moving the weight there's an internal mechanism of i'm contracting this muscle as hard as i can i'm then stretching this muscle as far as i can i'm then contracting it as hard as i can and whatever the chosen load is has to be adequate to force change right but it also has to be adequate to fit the, the the current need of right. working through a whole range of motion if mm-hmm. we're only you know getting half wrong because it's too heavy mm-hmm. are we really getting better as a bodybuilder mm-hmm. or just a better physique right the bare essence training is every single thing through a full stretch through a full contraction and that's what matters now where can you get this the best at we don't stop at that place right for things if you can't get a good contraction on like a chest fly we don't want to just scrap it. We want to work through it. Yeah. We got to figure out how to get the same, what we're looking for yeah. in a different movement. Exactly. Because the same thing is applying. It's mm-hmm. stretching and it's contracting. Yep. Uh, so there's something in the setup or there's something with this machine that just right now isn't making sense that we need to, I want you guys and my, my athletes specifically switch the way you view training. It's an internal mechanism. The externals don't matter. Now, there's some externals that sure make it nice. Like we get to train at a gym surrounded by a bunch of bodybuilders that blast pretty loud music that has cool equipment and stuff like that. Um, those are all external variables. But the reality is 
no matter where the fuck you're training at, you stretch the muscle under load, you contract the muscle under load. What you are feeling is much more important than what you were told or you think you should be doing. So like, this is another good one. You see, you see, um, I don't know, you see uh, like Derek Lunsford uh, post up a, a, a training session and you're like, you know what, everything he did, I'm going to do. But you don't realize, you know, Derek Lunsford and guys that big have compromised ranges of motion because of their size. Derek Lunsford is doing certain things for a certain point of his physique to not build mass, but to refine his physique. Um, you know, Derek Lunsford is is doing things that he knows works very well. And and guys that level, they're always working on injuries, too. Yeah. and Always working on injuries. He's a, an experienced, advanced lifter, and yeah. not because he pushes heavy loads. But like you said, because he understands the internal mechanism of exactly. training, it, load does not matter. Like if you no. if you clean, you put a tape over every single fucking number on a dumbbell. Like, I mean, that's how you should view it, honestly. honestly. Yeah, if, yeah. You, if you if there was no numbers on all yep. of it, and it was just like a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. Yep. And you weren't just going for numbers, like you yeah. would get a much better session out of that. Absolutely, you, absolutely you would. would. You wouldn't be chasing any any sort of numerical fucking but, push. But also, so if you did that. And you switch, you force yourself to switch to all internally focused. And then after your session, you were told what that number was. It would be much lower. I think you would progress so much faster. Too. You you would progress a lot faster. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I, I bet people would pull off 25, 30% of the loads that they're using right oh, now. Yeah. There's a mental shift when Absolutely. you see, um, you know, 150s. Fuck or yeah, mental shift that you see, you know, 315 on a yeah. bar. Like those type of things. Yeah. Um, I think if you just clean that out and focus on just moving the load with yeah. the fuck with, with the target muscle. That's probably, actually a great point. I never thought of it like that, but that, <coughs> yeah, that would be pretty dope. If you could just not have any numbers on anything. we should try it. We should try just like not looking. I know. I know. Wouldn't that be cool? Just like feel it. Mm -hmm. That'd be so fucking cool. Or like have somebody grab it for you. Yeah. Yeah. And you just could do that. I've done that with Ashley before and right. every time it's worked so well. I've done it before yeah. on like a, a machine with pins and stuff like that yeah. where you like, go back and forth like on a drop set or whatever. Yeah. You know, you're just like, oh, I'm going to drop it like, you know, 20% here and then 50% next yep. time. And then I'm going to go up like 20% again. Yep. That's, that, that's a different type of uh, stimulant for yeah, sure. That, that's making it much more internal than external. And that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a perfect example of what we're kind of talking about. So after we train, after we eat, after we have everything, there's adaptation that occurs, right? The adaptation is a reflection of the four stimulus you have every day. But, Another internal mechanism here, this isn't just after training days or high carb days or refeed days or whatever. After rest days should be the greatest adaptation that you have. No matter what part you're in, whether it be a building phase, a, pre a pre contest prep phase, whatever phase it is, a health phase, after your rest days, a few things should happen if you're nailing your rest days perfectly. Number one, you should look better, period. Mm. Number two... You should feel better. <laughs> you should yeah. just simply fucking feel better. Mm -hmm. Period. Number three, you should have a mental, a large mental refreshment. Number four, your sleep should have been deeper. And these four things, when you wake up the day after your rest day, these four things should all have occurred. If they didn't, you just simply did not do your job on your rest day or you didn't have one that was needed to be had yet. You didn't push far enough for there to be this massive adaptation of rest, right? When you need a rest day, your body will definitely let you know. 
Like I'm I'm in desperate need of one. I just had one yesterday. I'm in desperate need of one already. Yeah. A little bit a little bit achy. A mm-hmm. little bit. Like you can tell that um like I, I, I I'm not explo there's no explosion to yeah. me right now. Um a little bit irritable. That's a for me the irritability is a huge one for I get it more in my joints than anything. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not like the tissue that's like like not ready to go. Yeah. I feel like it's like my joints, you know? Yeah. Like my elbows or my knees or something like that. Yeah. It yeah. might be like need a little I bit. I would more say time. elbows and knees are kind of the main telltale sign yeah. of like joint aches that like, all right, like it's time for some rest. Mm-hmm. Um, Even just getting off your feet, like that's huge. Yeah. Like on your rest days, like just try and stay off your feet as much as yeah. you can and just yeah. allow your body to just return to that state where you're ready to go, like you said, the next day. And, and, and a big item with that is when you're on your feet, like how you feel like when you're on your feet, you're just like, man, I can't wait to sit down. Mm-hmm. Like shit, it's probably time for a rest day. Right. Like, whereas if you're like a sprung chicken, like fresh, ready to go, you're going to be bouncing off the walls. That's how it was this yep, morning. Me too. I was ready to go, dude. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was fired up. I trained yesterday and I was still like that. Oh yeah. You trained last night. I trained last night. Yeah. I hit legs last night and I still felt like that this morning. Because of how much my sinuses had cleared up, yeah, I felt like I was two hundred percent compared to yep. the day twenty four hours previously when I woke up. But now you feel like you're probably gonna need a rest day tomorrow. I'm tired now. Yeah, I'm tired yeah, now. yeah. I am. Yeah. So you're gonna take a little nap and see how you feel. That's yep. exactly what I'm gonna mm-hmm. do. Um, so another example of this: say you're in prep, and this should these things I'm telling you guys these should happen almost every time. If you're in prep and you have a low day and high cardio, all right. So, low food, high cardio. The day after this, if you nail every item perfectly, there's going to be a big change occur. Yes, there should be a change in the scale. Yes, there should be a, a change in your look. Yes, there should be a change in your feel. You shouldn't feel that great after low, low day and high cardio. There just simply should be. It's physiology. We're working with physiology now. Exception is like if your body's just completely burnt out and run down, then like there's probably not going to be much change that can even happen. You already feel like that. Yeah, we're 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 assuming that this is like a conducive prep being done, you know, with conducive guidance and oversight. So, if you don't look tighter the next morning, all right, was your cardio tough? Was your food the only food listed in the plan? You had nothing off plan. And for me, this includes sauces and stuff. I'm cool with like hot sauce. I'm cool with like um, the Gaines Bakery stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with like, you know, spicy, mud. like the things that don't fucking have anything mm-hmm. in them. But like, dude, if you're having sauces that add 20 cows to a fucking, like that's barbecue not good. sauce. Yeah. Or if you had 20 cows to five meals a day, it's 100 cows. That's a big difference. A day. That's a big difference. That's a fucking refeed. Have <laughs> <laughs> you added up for the week? Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah. So, um, did you prioritize sleep and water? This is the biggest one that I see with rest days. Why are we staying up later on rest days than we normally do on normal days? Mm-hmm. Go to bed. Mm-hmm. Like, a rest day is your time that, like, all right, I've had no caffeine. We shouldn't have caffeine on rest days, right? Like, there's times I fuck up. There was a time last week on a rest day that I fucked up and, like, had caffeine. I think it was last Wednesday. And I was, like, sitting there drinking, like, a uh, uh, half-calf espresso. And I was like, wait, why am I having this right now? Yeah. But, like, so there's a little shit that slips up, right? But on a rest day, we shouldn't really have caffeine. Um, on a rest day, we should be sitting more than moving. Mm-hmm. Um, on our rest day, we should, um, you know, get some sunlight for just overall health, well-being, mental well-being. But we should, like, probably be inside. Mm-hmm. Um, on your rest day, we should hit the water. And on your rest day, we should go to fucking sleep. Go to bed. 
just go to bed. Um, it, it, it's it, it's it's not that difficult. And then the next morning, you're going to wake up better. With what I'm talking about here, we got low day, we got high cardio, we might have you know a little high caffeine intake. What can we do to make sure we get quality eight hours of sleep at night? There is a vast difference in the outcomes of prep that have adequate sleep where sleep is the number one priority in the end versus those that do not. And I, I, I have a prep situation I'm trying to figure out right now with sleep because the sleep has to get way, way, way better for us to get what we want out of this prep. But the issue is there's not a lot of flexibility for it to occur. So oh, I'm shit. trying to figure that out right now. Like you got to like program naps type thing. Or yeah. You, or yeah. You're trying to figure out like what yeah. timing. Try, trying to figure out how to emulate REM sleep without being able to get into REM sleep. Oh. Yeah. It's brutal. So interesting. Yeah. We only got four and a half weeks to go. <laughs> but, you, but, but, but right you, now that's, need, that's the biggest thing holding this person back from the response. You guys want. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. from, from the response is the sleep mm. by far the biggest thing holding this person. Is, back. is it because of their work, their work? It's, it's the work schedule. It's the training schedule. It's, it's the like the the water schedule they turn over electrolytes real high similar to how i do Mm. so there's a lot of cramping and so we can't move the water away from you know bedtime Mm -hmm. we have to drink because he's flushing so much um but you know i'm sure we'll fucking figure it out not that worried about it might take a couple days off of work a little fucking sick day that's kind of what i was thinking is i was like he he checks in tomorrow and i think i'm gonna tell him like hey we need Let's let's do nothing today. Let's yeah. do nothing today. Just sleep, yeah. and we might have more days like that than not. You know, leading into the show, um, you know, we'll see. We're gonna see, but somehow, some way, I know they'll figure it out. Yeah, for 100%. sure. Especially if it like if it means a lot to him. It like, means a lot to it, him. Yeah, it, it, like that's the biggest thing. If it means yeah. a lot, if it's important to you, like you'll always find a way. Always, I agree with mm-hmm. that. Yeah, you'll yeah, like you'll figure the fuck out, yep. right? So if you have the muscle and you're afraid to be highly competitive in your chosen division, it's about refining and shaping your physique up. Now, the issue with these people is commonly there's a lot of competing that's happened and there's a lot of um, dieting that's happened and there's a lot of PEDs that have happened. There's just a lot of stress that's been put on the body over time. And so the biggest item for people who are already good competitors, and I'm seeing this with Thomas right now, you know, with Thomas, we're not doing anything sexy or extra right now, and he's making the best progress ever because why? I just got him healthy. Yeah. Like, I just simply got him healthy. And a healthy physique is a very responsive physique. If you're someone who you have that muscle in your frame, your number one priority with you progressing in bodybuilding is going to be staying healthy first and foremost. If you stay healthy, you allow yourself to consistently train, to consistently be low stress, uh, to consistently... Um, uh, sleep properly yep. and 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 uh, allow your well. body to recover properly. But you're also, if you're staying healthy, you're also better adaptive to training, to the to the diet, to the PEDs, to the cardio, all these things. The issue: so many of these people just push, 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 push. And you know we're seeing it with uh, Mia as well. Mia's on like twenty shows. She's one of my pro bikini girls. Right now, she's training like two or three days a week. She's going through a cybo gut protocol. She's hardly doing anything. I don't even want her sore, tired from her training. That's how little we're going. And she's making the best progress that she's ever made because she's getting healthy. Yep. So less if, is more in that situation. Dude, honestly, less is more. Way more. 
So a healthy physique is going to be a responsive physique. So where are you at? Assess where you're at. What do you need? Do you have everything it takes to be good at your division? You just need refinement in terms of your musculature or maybe it's a posing or maybe it's your overall look. Who knows what it is? But the reality is if you have that tissue, your number one priority is staying healthy. Now, if you don't have the muscle needed to be competitive in your division or to just you know be considered someone who you know has an abundance of, of muscle, maybe you don't want to compete, you just want to look really good. Dude, this this work is real fucking clear. You don't focus on little 1.1% items. Like I said earlier, like, well, what about white rice or a, a, a white potato? You need to eat. Yep. You just need to fucking eat. Mm-hmm. It's not about beef and chicken. It's not about fish or whatever. It's not about this way or that cows way. Cows are cows. Dude, you need, you need consumption. Mm-hmm. And with the consumption, you need to train really hard. So I have a cheat code for anyone who doesn't want to get fat in the off-season. And that cheat code is... Wherever your food is set at, if you just train really fucking hard, your body won't let you get fat. A couple reasons why. Number one, positive body composition helps your body recover better, move through space better, and put up with the demands that you put on it in a much more adequate way. Number two, there's a lot of calories and a lot of energy at our disposal when we're eating a lot of food right? So if we train with a lot of effort, that energy, those calories, they're being moved, they're being mobilized, your body's picking up on signals of, hey, I need to stay in a positive body composition. I'm training really, I'm moving a lot of stimulus or there's a lot of stimulus being applied to me in my musculature that I have to respond to. So these calories coming in are going to go towards building that muscle and I can't weigh myself down any more than I already am. So AKA I can't put on much body fat because this is already very hard for me to keep up with. And that will make the job harder. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to get fat, you just train fucking harder. Like sure. You can out eat, you know, hard training. If you're smashing a fucking pizza every night near 105 pound girl, Mm -hmm. like, but honestly, honestly, as a guy, it's really hard. Yeah. If it, if you get fat as as a guy, if you get fat, it's just there's way more you have to give. Yeah, right? you got fat last off season. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, I got two two thirty. Yeah, not a pretty two thirty. <clears throat> no, yeah, I was I was very uncomfortable. I yeah. felt you know um, my training sucked. I was yeah. getting no pumps, like those type of things, and you know it wasn't that I wasn't training hard, but like the food was just so fucking high. Yeah. Oh my god! I was eating like forty three hundred calories. I was eating the most food I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, um, but there were still things that like I could have done better. Yeah, you know to improve that sleep. Number one. Yeah. Like if, if yeah, I, if your I, sleep last all season. No, sucked. if I got better sleep, my water wasn't very high. Yeah. Um, I wasn't do like I would probably get like six thousand steps a day at most. Yep. Like there were still like a lot of things that I didn't hit. I didn't do well. There was variables on the, that I was leaving on the table that could have prevent me from getting that big. Yep. Um, do I regret it? No, because I learned a lot yeah, about myself and, um, you know, how to properly go about, um, an off season. Um, and, and now look at your physique now, like how yeah, you're handling exactly. your current I'm 15 pounds lighter and I'm stronger than Way, I've ever been. Yeah. Um, my physique looks better than it ever has. I feel better than I ever have. The way I move through the fucking air feels better. Yep. Yep. Um, so like those things are like very, very important and you think it doesn't matter, but it really does. It matters. Those things time. add up really quick. Just like yeah. you're talking about like the sauces, it's the same concept, yeah. you know, that shit adds up weekly yeah, and oh, then monthly. Does. And then you're like, Oh, two, three months in, yep. you're like, that shit adds up really fast. Yeah. If there's something you can do better 
that's not being addressed, that something that something is compounding interest. Especially if you do it every day. It's something every day. That that that's yeah, I, I feel like that's why there's compounding interest with it because it's not like you just hit it some days and then you yep. don't others. If you're only getting four hours of sleep a night and you know, four nights a week you're getting four hours and three nights a week you're getting eight hours, those eight hours don't fucking matter. Mm-mm. They're doing nothing. Yeah, the catch up is too it's too yeah, late. It's too Because you're missing all sixteen hours that your body needs mm-hmm. to have. If not more, dude, it, yeah, depending on how, 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 how hard you're training. Yeah, and but then with the compounding interest, if time goes on and you keep doing that, doing that, doing that, all of a sudden you learn you need a week off just to sleep. Yep. And and nothing else, only just to catch up and yeah, get exactly. your body back to a responsive place. Oh yeah, I hear you hear a lot of athletes saying like they took, you know, a, a full week off of training. Yeah. And just focused on, you know, recovering. Yeah. And they've never felt better. And they never well, felt that's, better, yeah. Why do you think that is? Exactly. It's because you spent, you know, the last three months getting shit sleep. Yeah. And now your body's telling you, like, hey, I can't do anything that you're asking me to do. Right Absolutely. Now. And now I'm forcing you. It, it just do. stops. So, I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily like a good idea. It's like, it's you, you're forcing yourself yeah. to do it. Like your body's telling you, you're forcing you have to do this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And man, when your body, with how resilient your body is, when your body gets to a place where it's telling you like, Hey, I need this. Oof. You're behind. You have, you are behind. Yep. And it's going to take two times longer to pull out of it than you really think it's mm-hmm. going to. Yeah. Instead of uh, a couple back to back rest days, it's uh-huh. full fucking week. It's full week. And on your two weeks. It's, and yeah. on like people like us that like fucking thrive, you know, to train on training. Yeah. A full week out of the gym. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's hard. Are you kidding me? It's hard. If I'm not like at a fucking seven day festival, yeah. like, I'm not fucking doing yeah. that. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. I so, need the stimulus some, somehow. So, so set yourself up to hopefully not need that. So like we trained four days on. On three days off a week mm-hmm. um and like it's worked really really well for us it's i'm pretty close i'm i'm me. doing five um days on a week and yeah. two days off a week yeah is, is that consistent every week some yeah. weeks i feel like you have three rest days do you or no? some it depends okay. if i if i need it i just switched back over to um doing complete leg days instead of splitting yeah. it up because yeah. i wasn't recovering as fast as i wanted to yeah um so I went back to complete leg days, so now I'm doing three on, one off, two on, one off. I can't lie. I really believe in one full leg day. I, man, I had to try it. I had to feel yeah. for myself because, you know, I, I've, um, I program it for some of my athletes to do it one way. I yeah. program it for other athletes to do it another way. Yeah. Um, for myself, I saw a ton of growth in both. Yeah. Uh, but I got to a point where I just felt like I wasn't recovering as fast as I wanted to. And it started to inhibit other lifts. Yeah. Like, so for example, I'm doing hamstrings and then I turn around to pull or vice versa. Yep. Like those, like the hip hinge is huge in yeah. a pull day. Yeah. And having tight hamstring was Hurts. prohibiting me from getting to that range of motion that I needed to. So yeah. it was affecting other movements. So I'm just like, I'm just going to tie these all in together. Absolutely. And uh, the last two weeks, uh, I've only been doing it for two weeks. Yeah. I felt a lot better. You feel way better. Yep. Yeah. I think there's also periods you can go through of pushing that recovery down into the ground. But I think we should use those on body parts that like really need to come up. And like with mm-hmm. your legs, you have really good legs. Mm-hmm. And so like, for myself, for example, like what I wish I could do, but I can't do is I just like uh, in the gym, I'm more so like coaching my athletes rather than training myself. Like what would you say you would want to fucking, arms? You want to do a tricep day or like a I like do, arm day? Yeah, no, I do one full tricep day. I do one full bicep day. One do one full yeah. delt day. Uh-huh. And then I would have like a, a leg, uh, a leg day and then a chest day. Like that, that would, would be my ideal split. And I could just torch them. Yeah. I could just fucking torch them. And I could, I would follow that until, you know, my recovery just wasn't good. But like the reality is, is like, <coughs> AJ's got so much online. 
Seth has got a lot online. Thomas got so much online. Like I just kind of fall in line with the group and like keep pushing them. What if you did? Uh, I mean, not necessarily like a personal training yeah. type thing, but like if you were just there. I know. I've thought of it. And like you trained afterwards. Yeah, I th- I've thought of or it. Previously, or previously, or before. I would do before. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've definitely thought of it. Yeah, so, for your own yeah. like personal bodybuilding endeavors. Because I, I know you. I mean, you're taking it very serious, right, now. Dude, I'm making great progress, and I'm really enjoying it. But um, you know, my 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 job first and foremost is just like you know coach these people mm-hmm. like help them out but at some point i have to like i gotta put my bodybuilding you're on gonna be mad at yourself level. if you get to i know, you know i'm, I'm be 33 and i'll be pissed that i fucking that, never did that, it yeah that i never did it the way i wanted to do it 100 i know maybe after i win the olympia this year with ashley and all. <laughs> that might give you a little bit more it, it might it, it would just let me feel well I, I there's a lot of pressure going into this year on me and i feel like you know i really need to this is, this is a big year for me it's mm-hmm. a pivotal year so like um you feel like you training next to them is is pushing yeah. them a little bit further, way further. Because yeah. in real time, I just pick everything. Actually, apart. I can I can confirm that when we used to train together, like yeah. I can I can confirm that it goes way further. Uh-huh. So yeah, I mean it's it's um, it, it definitely takes away from my bodybuilding. But if I can just you know lift them up, and at the end of the year, you know. Thomas and Seth will be pros. AJ will win the Olympia. Um, and, you know, so maybe this focus can shift a little bit. And I'm sure they'll want the focus to shift a little bit, yeah. too. Because uh, next year, I, I, I would like to get that card next year. I would like to be a national champion next year. That'd be yeah. pretty cool. I want that for you. So, yeah, it, it, it would be dope. Yeah. Um, and I think I deserve it. Um, you you know, walk a little bit a little bit taller with the, your chest a little, a little bit higher. Yeah, yeah for I'd, sure. I'd be real proud. Uh-huh. I'd be real proud. But, you know, I give a lot to the sport. So at some point, I want to make sure I get my ROI. Yeah, 100%. yeah, exactly. <laughs> For sure, uh-huh. you're putting in so much time and effort. Like, so much. You got you want yeah. that. You want that as well. But following along with this, if something is good, we rarely want to stress items for better. Right now, my training is good. My progress is good. How much better can it really get? Better usually backfires, and it's something I've noticed in you know a multitude of preps and athletes before. All right, you know, we're progressing here, but let's try this up. Let's see how this route goes. Don't ever fix what's not broken. But that being said, if we know for sure a given route is going to be better, we want to take it, right? This is focusing on the shit that matters. This this route's good. This route we know for a fact is better. Example, we're in prep and we're dropping fat and food is high, cardio is super low, performance is ridiculous, recovery is fantastic, we have an opportunity to get ahead so that we push even harder because we know performance can still stay high. This is a place you want to take that. I can bring your food down a little bit. I can add cardio up a little bit more. We know based on the feedback we have right now that training is still going to improve. The only thing we're worried about now is recovery from training. Well, we can very easily auto-regulate this recovery based on the things we just talked about. Hey, if you wake up feeling this, 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 rest day. Yep. Super. All right. So now recovery is mm-hmm. taking, uh, um, taking an autopilot. But now we can push the fat loss harder because we are in a contest prep phase and we might be able to get ahead. So anytime you have the opportunity to get ahead in a contest prep phase, you always want to take that opportunity every single time you want to take the opportunity. If you give yourself buffer room, it'll pay itself off. It really will pay itself off. Uh, what about creatine? Creatine's a big one. The aminos are a big one. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, people aren't even hitting their meals. They're supplements. Not even hitting sleep. I think supplements as a whole is a huge thing. But you know what the best supplement is you can possibly give yourself? is just water. Sleep. Water and sleep. Water and sleep. I mean, that's like, it. Give yourself those two. And, all right, so look. I'll be 100. 
I have my athletes take creatine. I, I take creatine myself. Mm-hmm. I have it in my intro workout every single day. Yeah. Creatine is, it's not your make or break. Not even close. Especially if you're enhanced. Yeah. This is a really tiny thing that might be able to help make some training sessions better. Mm-hmm. And that is the reason we want to take it for. But it's definitely not some mighty all magic, you know, no thing. It's um, not a PED. It's not close. Yeah, it's it's nothing that's going to enhance One, anything. 0. That, 0.5 milligrams of Anavar is a thousand times more strong than creatine. Yeah, you're not going to, you taking creatine, you're not going to notice anything different, yeah, to but, be honest. But there's people who won't hit their meals, but will never miss creatine. Yeah. A dosage. Not important. But they'll never miss aminos. That, that nutrition is highly, highly so more important. More important. And we're focusing on these little, eeny weeny, tiny little things. But the big picture is you need to eat more yep. to force yourself to grow. Everything you do needs to be with intent. You move with intent. You operate with intent. Every single tiny little thing. What is the reason behind it? And this isn't, I guess, just in bodybuilding. This is kind of with everything you're doing in life. Like, why the fuck are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Like, I hate bad drivers, right? There's a reason I hate bad drivers. Why are you going 10 under on the highway? Do you have nowhere to be? Because I have places to be. And uh, everyone else here has places to be. Right. Like, do the shit that you're doing with intent and right. meaning behind it. When you're having a conversation with your friend, when you're driving. I mean, like, getting back training. to the driving thing, it, it, I mean, if you're... Going 10 under, to me, that means you're unaware. You you're, you don't know what's going on. And yep. what what that is, is dangerous yeah. for everybody around you. Yeah. Like, that, to me, signals like this guy does not know what's going on. Yeah. He can't follow directions. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Can he stay inside the lines? I don't know. He can't fucking listen he, to the yeah, speed yeah, limit. He, yeah, he can't listen to the speed limit. So, like, I, I, can he stay in the lines? Does he know? Does he use his turning signal? Like, it's a small thing. Like, if you can't, if you can't do this little tiny thing. Yeah. What we're missing the big picture here is like you might be able to cause a wreck. Literally, how you do one thing is how you do every single little tiny thing, mm-hmm. and so every single little tiny thing needs intent, it needs that attention, it needs to have you part of it, focused, dialed in on it. Yeah, be aware so, of what's yeah, going on, just simply be aware yep. of what's happening around you, of your environment, of your surroundings. This goes for your training, this goes for your diet, this goes for your supplementation, for your recoverability, it goes for everything that you're doing in your entire life move live and be with intent what is this episode 207 208 208 we'll see you next time